0: welcome to another edition of the recordings of the fangirl hashtag sarcasm football edition on this wednesday the 14th of september 2022. so if you haven't like noticed i'm going to break up my podcasts so i will still have two podcasts a week like i used to in the past right on Monday, on tuesdays i did assassination and then fridays i did recordings well so this time around we're doing football on wednesdays hockey on fridays so i'm going to split them two together i'm going to split them because you know keeping them together is kind of stupid because some of you football fans may not be hockey fans and some hockey fans may not be football fans so why make you all suffer <laughs> you know, because I may not talk that much hockey in the football show and I may not talk that much football in the hockey show, so there's that. Anyhow. So week one is complete. And that's what's trending. Still, we're still talking about Baker Mayfield losing to the Browns. We have Cleveland Brown fans complaining about Jacob Brissett. Blah blah blah. I think he did pretty darn good out there. Um We got of course people talking about Denver with Russell Wilson and the fans booing him was like a big thing. Um and like I don't care that he brought them a Super Bowl. I don't care what he's done for the city. Okay? He freaking asked for a fucking trade. He asked for the trade. It wasn't like they decided to re- to rebuild and they told him they're moving on from him. No, he asked for the trade. I would boo him too. I would be pissed off if my quarterback wanted out and didn't want to finish his career with the team that he brought a Super Bowl with. That he does things in the community. He doesn't want to stay there. He's thinking of himself, not the city. He reminds me of LeBron James. Point blank. It's all about me, 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 me. It's not about anything else. It's about himself. Anyhow. And of course, we're talking about Denver's decision to not go for it on fourth and five and go for a 64 yard field goal attempt to win the game. Okay. Jets, everybody's talking about Flacco and how Flacco sucks, Flacco this, Flacco that. And then the stupid, asinine coach has to come out. I'm going to keep the receipts what what fucking receipts you have none you have no receipts sit your ass down sit down shut up and coach oh wait he doesn't know how to be a head coach see that's the problem just because they make great coordinators does not mean they're going to make great coaches then of course though on the other side you have the giants head coach that was aggressive that was celebrating that was Putting it all on the line, had, had, his players have faith in him. You can tell the difference between the Jets and the Giants just by the coach and by how players react and the mindset. The Giants mindset is let's go for it. We're gonna win this, we're gonna change the culture. This is how we're gonna do it. Boom, they, not that they did it in one game, but you saw Barkley be Barkley. You saw Jones put up some good numbers and do some good things. You start Sterling Shepard back out at it out there. Then you have the Jets with their mindset. Well, you know, we really don't have to make the playoffs again this year. We don't have to make the playoffs. We just have to fight every single game. And then the rah-rah coach, Robert Solly. Oh, I'm so proud of how my guys fought. Fought, you got your ass kicked. See, that's the difference right there the coach is more concerned about rah -rah rahing his his freaking ass players than actually going for it and being aggressive out there and knowing how to use his players you have the best you have the best wide receiver in the draft last year garrett wilson hello you didn't use him that much you didn't use Elijah Moore that much. You didn't put Mims in. You have players that can, that can be game changers and you don't know how to use them. You sign CJ from the Bengals, the Bengals uh, tight end. You sign him and you don't even use him. Why bother having these players if you're not going to utilize your team? And then the offensive coordinator, LeFleur, uses Flacco in the most stupid ass way you're gonna have him throw 59 times your offensive line is still a complete disaster it's horrendous and i don't blame the players i blame the coaching staff because you're moving people from george fant has been moved left to right left right you have this guy moved here from left to right you have this guy moved here from there constant movement the players need consistency The players need consistency. God almighty, this Jets team is going to be awful again. And it's okay, okay, because like Brandon Thierry, "Ah, they don't have to make the playoffs, they just got to win games. No, that's what's wrong. You have to make the playoffs, that should be your freaking mindset. You want to know why the Yankees won in 96, 98, 99, 2000? And then, because they have the mindset that their season is a complete loss if they don't win the World Series. Well, I don't know why Tom Brady's so good because his mindset is to win the fucking Super Bowl every freaking year. That's what's wrong with the Jets because their mindset is in the dumpster and then they worry about what the fans are tweeting and saying who the hell cares what they're saying half of the fan base is so uneducated in football anyway who cares but then you know that's just me (laughs) so okay so each week as you know i pick a quarterback who I'm gonna support and talk about. So last week was Daniel Jones. Okay, let's look at his stats from last week. All right, let me get up his stats. I'm gonna take my phone out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, where are we? Dun, 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 dun. I'm spelling his name wrong on my phone, looking for his stupid crap. Um, okay so here is his stats from sunday he threw for 188 yards had two touchdowns and one interception his pass rating was 115.9 now last year his pass rating was 84.8 for the whole year he had 10 touchdowns seven interceptions and he threw for 2428 yards so that's what we're going against we're not looking at 2020 we're not looking at 2019 we're just looking from last year to this. So, so far, he looks pretty good. Just like I told you he was going to. I really believe that he's gonna really break out this year and have a tremendous, tremendous year. Um, so this week, who am I supporting? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert will be my quarterback that I will be rooting for this, this weekend. All right. So September 11th against the Raiders, com- he, he oh, his completion percentage was 76.5. He threw for 279 yards, had three touchdowns, no interceptions. His rating was 129.4. Last year, just so we can see, last year his completion percentage was 65.9 overall. He threw for 5,000 yards. Thirty-eight touchdowns, fifteen interceptions. That was his whole entire. Life. So, I I really think he's really going to have an awesome year as well. So we'll see what happens. um Chargers, where are we? Let's look at my cat. I can hear my things moving. Chargers, I have a ten and seven this year. So I mean, I I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be a wild card team. So that's my prediction i'm sticking by it okay yeah so anyhow here so let's go with quarterback iq with this segment i talked about like daniel jones yes and now justin herbert i really believe he's gonna have a good year. but let's just go back to the jets for a minute so this is the quote from the head coach we are all taking receipts on all the people that continually mock and say we ain't going to do anything. I'm taking receipts, and I'm going to be more than happy to share them with all of y'all when it's all said and done. Really? How about you worry about coaching? You know why people can mock you? Because you're easily mocked. That's why you're easily mocked. And the fan base is as stupid as anything to begin with anyway. Now, people go, oh, yeah, and there are dumb people as Giant fans, by the way. And when I say dumb, I mean uneducated. Because those are the Giant fans that are still, even after Daniel Jones had an awesome Sunday, are still hated on him. He didn't have any interceptions, people. He really, really looked complete. Not, not 100% complete. I'll say this. He looked about 50% better than last year compared from last year's first game that he started to this year. I really believe he did. Um, And I will tell you this, the difference between the Giants and Jets, the coordinator knows his players and builds a plan compared to his players' strengths and uses his players' strengths to create offensive chances. The Jets offensive coordinator has no idea what the hell he's doing. I don't even know if he even had a plan. (laughs) <laughs> Why did just wake up on Sunday? Okay, so here's the idea: we're gonna throw the ball 15, with the with the with the quarterback who's not mobile. Now, yes, you need to have a mobile quarterback in this day and age. I'm not disagreeing with that, but he double pumped so many times on Sunday. Double pumped before he threw the ball, and by the time he threw the ball, his wide receiver was covered. He had so many times Davis was opened. Moore was opened, Wilson was opened, his tight ends were open, everybody was open. Even his running backs were open. And he double pumped like he didn't trust his stuff. And then either he got sacked, he got forced to throw it away, forced a for, uh, you know, forced fumbles, forced interceptions. And then he threw the ball in coverage. He looked pitiful. He looked like a deer in the headlights, to be quite honest, like he had no idea what he was doing, because I tell you this, all they all they concentrated on in camp was Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. How many times did we ever let Joe Flacco get a chance at taking reps in camp? I don't remember seeing him take that many. And then everybody's shouting that they need Mike Whiten. No, we don't need Mike Whiten. Let Flacco go. Let Flacco go for week two. Give him another chance. But... Can we create an offense that's designed for Joe Flacco? See, the only great game that the offensive coordinator Mike Floor has called was the Bengals game on Halloween last year when Mike White was in, his historic game. That game was the only brilliant game he's ever called offensively. Now the Jets defense looked pretty good, but they can't, they can't, hold, they can't hold a game like that forever. They're going to get tired and the offense is not doing what they're supposed to do, I don't blame the defense for breaking down. So, anywho. Okay, so with that said, let's call what well, we're going to do week two. All right, so week two is upon us. Yippee, yippee. Um, here is the week two schedule. So, oh, the Chargers play tomorrow against the Chiefs. So we will, we will see how Justin Herbert does against the Chiefs and Mahomes. And I have something to say about Mahomes at the end of the show with my rant. Um, Sunday's games, Patriots-Steelers. That should, be a, that should be a good one. Bengals-Cowboys is the Sunday 4 o'clock, 425 game. Um, that should be a very interesting game. Even though we have Dak Prescott out, unfortunately, and I think Elliott is out as well, Zeke Elliott out with his uh, injury. we um, have a lot of people who are injured, by the way, a lot of people who are injured. Um, Panthers and Giants, Jets and Browns, Colts, Jaguars, Dolphins, Ravens, Bucks, Saints, Seahawks, 49ers, Falcons, Rams, Texans, Broncos, Cardinals, Raiders, uh, titans and bills is the monday night game and the sunday night game is the bears and packers on monday there's two games on by the way there's the vikings and the eagles so they have two there's two monday night games interesting okay um sorry so here are my picks i pick the chiefs over the chargers tomorrow but i think it's going to be a close game Patriots versus Steelers, hmm. I picked the Steelers. Giants versus Panthers, I pick the Giants. Jets versus Browns, my gut wants to say Browns. My head wants to say the Jets will pull it off, but I'm gonna go with the Browns. Um, Colts, Jaguars, I'm gonna go with the Colts. Dolphins, Ravens, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. Bucks, Saints, I'm going to go with the Bucs. Commanders and Lions, I'm going to go with the Lions. Seahawks 49ers, I'm going to go with the 49ers. Falcons Rams, I'm going to go with the Rams. Cardinals, Raiders, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Texans Broncos, I'm going to go with the Broncos. Bengals, Cowboys, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Bears, Packers, I'm going to go with the Packers. Titans, Bills, I'm going to go with the Bills. Vikings, Eagles, I'm going to go with the Eagles. So those, those are all my picks. Now. Of course, there are players that are hurt. So now we gotta see. We gotta see what's gonna happen. Week one, there, was, there were so many injuries. Um, so here's the injury update. Okay. Dun 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 Dak Prescott. He's going to be out like six weeks, six to eight weeks, maybe six weeks at most. Okay. TJ what? All right. So I'm going to get back to him later on too. But he had a pec injury. Oh, so Dak Prescott hurt his, broke his thumb, I believe. Um, so we'll see what happens. There's a, he's, he could return mid-October. He's opting for rehab, which is probably shots of some sort of steroid um you know legal steroid um he could return he got a second opinion uh from an orthopedic specialist so he opted to not have surgery uh we'll see how that goes um harris on pittsburgh um his foot is fine. He expects to practice and play in Pittsburgh for the upcoming game against New England. So we'll see. Allen on the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, he suffered a pulled hamstring injury in the first half of the Sunday's game. He's unlikely to play tomorrow. Okay. Kamara on um, New Orleans. He battled through a rib injury. He battled through a rib injury during the same season opener blah 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 Um, he's limited practice availability this work and he probably is going to play on Sunday T Higgins Higgins is still in concussion protocol after standing the injury during the first half of the Bengals loss to Pittsburgh. Um, I don't think he's going to play Jamal Adams is out for the year. He suffered a serious injury to his quad. I'm not going to say anything nasty, as I probably could right about now. Um, So I will give you, oh, let me give you the money lines. Chargers versus Chiefs for tomorrow. Which the game is is on Amazon Prime, by the way. Okay. This is the game of the week with Justin Herbert against Patrick Mahomes. Let's see. Kansas City, money line minus... To Ten money line for Los Angeles plus 175. Spread it for Kansas City is minus four. The spread for LA is plus four at 110 at minus 110 for both. So there you go. There, right, that's the spread. Blah blah blah. I'll give you the spreads. All right, here's a spread spread for sunday baltimore versus miami the money line is minus 195 for baltimore plus 162 for miami the spread is a minus 3.5 for baltimore plus 3.5 for miami blah 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 okay cleveland and the browns cleveland the money line is minus 260 the jets is plus 210 the spread is minus six for cleveland plus six for the jets okay Washington and Detroit. Detroit. Um, my phone's going off. Sorry. Detroit's money line is minus one thirty-five. Washington is plus one fifteen. The spread is minus two for Detroit, plus two for Washington. Indianapolis versus the Jaguars. The Jaguars' money line is plus one seventy. The money line for Indianapolis is minus two oh five. The spread is plus four and then minus four. Blah blah blah. All right. No, we just pay. okay. New England and Tampa. The new um the money line for New England. I mean, for New England, oh my God, New Orleans, excuse me, is plus 130, Tampa is minus 155. The spread is plus three for New Orleans, minus three for Tampa. Giants. So the Giants' money line is minus 140, Carolina is plus 118. The spread for the Giants is minus 2.5, Carolina is plus 2.5. Um. New England versus Steelers. The Pittsburgh money line is plus 100. New England is minus 120. The spread is plus 1.5 from Pitt. And New England is one, minus 1. 1.5. Um, the Falcons versus the Rams. The Rams money line is minus 600. The Atlanta money line is plus 430. The spread is minus 10.5 for LA. And Atlanta it's plus 10.5. Seattle versus San Francisco. San Francisco's money line is minus 4, 480. It, plus line is plus the plus line the plus 360 is for Seattle the spread is minus 10 for San Fran and plus 10 for Seattle Cincy and Dallas Dallas is plus 278 money line Money line for Cincinnati is minus 355 the spread is plus 7.5 for Dallas Cincy is minus 7.5 Houston and Denver Denver's money line is minus 5- 550. Houston is plus 400. The spread is minus 10 for Denver, plus 10 for Houston. Arizona, okay, where's the Raiders? Lost, low, all right. <laughs> LA, LA. Um, Las Vegas is money line is minus 240. Arizona is plus 196. The spread is minus 5.5 5 for um, the Raiders and plus 5.5 5 for Arizona. Chicago and Green Bay. Green Bay money line is minus 550. Chicago is plus 400. The spread is minus 10 for Green Bay, plus 10 for Chicago. Titans and Buffalo. Buffalo is minus 480. Titans are plus 360. Spread is minus 10 for Buffalo, plus 10 for Tennessee. And finally, Minnesota and Philly. Philly's money line is minus 135. Minna- Minneapolis is plus 115. The spread is minus two for P- Philly and plus two for Minneapolis. Okay. Usually I don't give the spreads, but I was like, yeah, let's do it. Why not? Okay. Now, little uh, of my dating relationships segment. Just a tiny little bit. Did you know that most NFL players have two phones? Probably two or more, but I'm going to say two. Well, first of all, if you listen to my show, I tell you how stupid they are using dating apps and giving away their identities on there too. I mean, they're stupid and giving away that they're using it. There's a certain way that you can tell if an NFL player is on there. Obviously, if you um, listen to my show there's um, and you subscribe to the show, I have that under the subscription only. If you really want to know how they do it and how to actually find out if NFL players are on dating apps I can tell you there's a there's a formula to doing that to finding out by the way and when they go on there I told you in recent episodes how they disguise themselves but they really don't disguise themselves all right because they're stupid anyway all right, so they use their iPhones for like you know um, their photos their their videos that they post and stuff because the iPhone is the better phone for that kind of stuff I really believe it is I've seen like the Google phone and the Samsung and all these other phones. the iPhone is the best and it's also easier integration for apps like um Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, like that kind of thing. So that's where they all are obviously and Twitter. It is good for Twitter. Um but they have a Samsung phone. And the reason that most NFL players have a Samsung phone is because they have this thing called secure folder, okay. Now, so what is the secure folder? Let me just thank my uncle today. his birthday. He said thank you. Okay. So, what is the secure folder? I'm going to tell you what the secure folder is. I have a picture of it. Hold on. Oh, wait till I get to this part. Um, oh, that's that one. Wait till I. Just wait. sweet um oh i can talk about that too um i forgot about that i forgot to talk about (laughs) uh evan mcpherson oh my god evan mcpherson man but anyway so they have a secure folder and on the secure folder on samsung You have the folder where you hide photos, videos, text messages, phone numbers. So this is why you can never trust an NFL player in a relationship because they they have the capacity, yes, but they have the tools now to hide all that different stuff. They can hide websites. It's in the secure folder on a Samsung phone. Now, if you're dating, an NFL player, and he has his phone on the table, and, and the screen is up, he's, he's just dating you. He's being open and honest. He's not lying to you. He's not cheating on you. It's up. Okay. If he has the phone down, if he has the screen down on the table, he does not want you to see who's texting him, or who's direct messaging him. Most likely, because he's probably not giving out his phone number to his hoe. He probably does it through either email or direct messaging, which is the most way that they, they do that kind of stuff. Um, and they do it on Instagram. They do it on Twitter. They do it on TikTok, like that kind of stuff, like direct messaging on apps. Um, they do not, they, they're hardly going to give out their phone number. I mean, if they give out their phone number to a hoe and they're, and they're married or they are in a relationship, they're stupid. I mean, point blank but anyway but and i'll tell you some of them are um but that's a red flag and that's just not a red flag for football players ladies that's a red flag for every athlete and every guy in general if they're going to th- if they're not if they're going to put their screen up okay now at the table and they're just going to put their phone up screen up they're being open and honest with you they're not cheating on you they don't care who texts them or messages them or whatever because they're with you and they don't care and they don't care if you see it if they turn their phone down now i know some people like to turn their phone down when they're with somebody because they feel it's rude to have their phone screen you know up and and read their phone and if they have their phone screen down on the table they're lying to you they're cheating on you run i don't care who the hell it is run but technically you shouldn't have your phone out on the table at all when you're eating and you're going out on a date and you're eating in a restaurant with somebody you shouldn't your phone should be not on your phone like women have pocketbooks and purses or whatever you want to call them um so they can put them in there and usually guys don't but you're not going to put your phone in your in your pocket you know and sit on it i get it um and they're not going to leave their phone in the car although i would personally leave my phone in the car but that's beside the point um, like there's no reason to bring a phone in. That's my point. Like, there's no reason to be on your phone. So when the guy has the phone on the table because he doesn't have a pocketbook or a purse to put it in, or like a, even if he brings like um a briefcase, <laughs> you know, imagine bringing like a briefcase to date. I just got my briefcase. It's okay. It's okay. Just gonna put my phone in here. Mm-hmm. I that would be kind of weird. I would. I would actually laugh at a guy who brought a brief briefcase to put his phone. But anyhow, anywho, Um, screen up, cool. Screen down, uncool. Basically, run if the screen is down. Okay, so now let's get into my rant, which is the stupidity of week one on Twitter. (laughs) For first of all, I just wanna tell people, so on my football fantasy team, okay, I brought, I brought, I picked Evan McPherson because he never freaking misses a field goal. What the hell did he do on Sunday? How many did he miss? (sighs) He missed the big one. That's all I'm going to say on that. Okay. So here's just a did you know from Twitter. The Broncos Seahawks game on ESPN slash ABC was the most watched Monday night football game since 2009 and the most watched week one Monday night football game since 2006. The game reeled in 19.85 million viewers across all platforms. Another big night for the NFL. I'm not surprised. That's why they purposely set that up. Another tweet that I think is stupid is, I don't know who tweeted this. I don't remember who tweeted this, but I have it undefeated and you have the Steelers the Ravens the Chiefs the Bills the Dolphins the Chargers the the Eagles the Colts the Texans the Bucks the Bears the the Washington Cleveland the Giants Seattle New Orleans Minnesota hello it's week one (laughs) do we really care who's undefeated in week one me undefeated in week six okay there's not that was a stupid tweet All right, next all right so um um oh here's the one so we're going to trade the whole farm for russ wilson give him a contract extension build a team around him and then not have him go for it fourth and five i, I get it but, uh, you know, do we have to really tweet that? I don't really think we had to tweet that. Um, oh, okay, yeah, I had it here. Um, then on fourth and four, Seattle with a minute left. We're going to drain the clock to kick the second longest field goal in NFL history. Then you're going to use all your timeouts. <laughs> I mean, that was actually that was a pretty funny. That was one of my funny tweets. I like that tweet. Also, how many so-called, I love when people use the word so-called, so-called franchise quarterbacks had bad days yesterday. Rodgers, Burrow, Dak, even Stafford on Thursday night, but the hate for Jones goes deeper. There is just a significant portion of the fan base who just wants him gone regardless. Y'all have to ask them why. So then my guy that I follow, that's really awesome. He's really awesome, you should follow him, is is called um, Fly Guy. So it's FLAG F L A Guy, G-U-Y, 12, says, thank you. I was getting comments from haters during the game. It's obnoxious. Here's my response. It's obnoxious, but it also shows how uneducated in football some fans are. And he replied, boom. Thank you. Yes, fans are very clueless when it comes to football. I don't know why. It's not that hard to learn the game of football, really. Pay attention. Um, okay, that was where I, that was my tweet there. Um, some other ones. Okay. So this dude tweets out. This is what this is what I mean. If Mahomes' intention was to send a message yesterday about who the current goat is, it was sent. So then I said, you know, send a message. He didn't send a message. It's week one. And then he responds back to me and says, Did I say he was or did I say he sent a message? Well, no, you said, yes, I don't care who the fuck said the shit. Okay, him or you, but he wasn't. In, do you really think in week one? He's out there trying to send a message? And no later than, no, not even against a good team, because the Cardinals to me are not making the playoffs. They're not a good team. It was against the Cardinals, who aren't even winning the division. They're in the division with the Rams. I still believe the Rams are winning the division. I know they looked bad in the first game, but I still believe they win the division, okay? Week four, he plays Brady. Week six, he plays Josh Allen until then, I don't want to hear that he's sending a goddamn message. What message is he sending? He's the goat. He's not the best quarterback in the league. We can get into an argument about this. Okay, we can. And we probably will. You still have Aaron Rodgers playing, you still have Tom Brady playing. Okay, you have Josh Allen. You have Mahomes. Uh You have so many other quarterbacks. You have Burrow, who doesn't get enough respect, because I've seen some of the lists on Twitter. And you have like Burrow, like number 11. Where the hell, he, and then people saying he's, he's overrated. Um, excuse me, but like last year, Burrow came off surgery, led the team to the Super Bowl with an offensive line that was the most horrendous I've ever seen for a Super Bowl team. You don't think he's the GOAT? He's number 11 on some of you lists? (laughs) No. So, I mean, we can get into a debate, and we probably will, and I probably will do my list again over my top 10 quarterbacks. I can tell you Mahomes is in there, but he's not to me. He's not number one. Sorry, but not sorry. Okay. Two. Okay. And here, oh, this is the Jets. Um, and then we had to talk about Geno Smith, Geno Smith teaches us all a lesson, people tend to write us off. But if we keep working, we can make a comeback. It is week one. He did it. I, I, I'm very impressed with what Geno Smith put out there. But the comeback isn't after week one. We can't say he's he had a comeback after week one. Give me week six if Seattle is five and one, four and two. Great. He's on the road to having a great comeback. And he's a great story. It's week one. This is what I mean. Like, why are we tweeting this stuff? He didn't teach us anything. It's week one. Oh, so now I have to hear from former NFL players on Twitter that go Give this Lamar no look TD the same love you give Patrick Mahomes. Why? Why? Why do I have to give it the same love? Now, I mean, if we're going to compare Lamar Jackson to Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is 10 times better than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's still a great quarterback. But for the love of God, this is the stuff people tweet. Let's see. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, another former player, ready? Coaches need to play more Madden in the off season. I swear, horrific situation of football, horrific clock management, horrific strategy. So I said, explain to me how playing a stupid video game is going to help someone coach. When what happens on the video game is your control, what happens on the football field is out of your control. The coach is gonna play a fucking video game to learn how to coach and play. And so, okay, so I'm gonna go on here. I'm gonna set it up. Okay, you see how that guy just did? Just ran that slant, that slant route. That's how I want you to run it, right, like that. I know, look, and those players on the other team that are in the video game, look, they're not really defending like real football players would defend during this route. Oh, well, let's do this route, where we have the tight end go all the way down the sideline, and then we do a trick play here, and we're gonna throw it to the wide receiver on the left hand, on the left sideline, or we're gonna keep the ball, and we're we're gonna run it this way. Do you really think that's gonna happen? oh my god well let's do a play play action fake okay like right here we're gonna do play action okay so i'm gonna play my madden game i'm gonna get him to do what i really want um what i really want him to do i'm just looking it up here like games okay God have mercy on me. Um it's just like um okay so we're going to do um a west coast offensive play. We're going to scatter the right tight, you know, to left. Okay, we're gonna do a west coast offense play. We're gonna scatter the west right tight F. Um left. Three seven two Y six Z spot. Okay, I mean, please, give me give me a, give me a, give me a break. Give me a break. Oh, my God, Mercy. Like, I look and I see these things and I'm like, are you, are you serious? So we're going to do, pa- we're going to do a play action where the run fake is meant to open up the passing lanes for his quarterback, right? But we're going to do it on Madden first so we can all see how it's going to look. And how it's going to actually happen and then we're going to take that from the Madden game and we're going to actually have it come into reality and play it on the field, because the defense on that team that we're playing is going to play the same way that they played on the Madden game. Are you kidding me. Oh my God have mercy. So here's the different things ready, you have a fade you have a corner you have a post you have a dig you have a curl you have a slit you have a flat you have a comeback you have an out. All the line, those are all the routes or routes, however we call it odd numbers are for outbreak routes. Coaches may change the number to mean the opposite and add the zero to the end to add more complex routes. Example, like 20 may be a rip route. A straightforward play called in the Cornell system would be trips left slippy 9551 five, fade. So trips left, this identifies the formation. Three receivers spaced evenly apart from each other. Slippy, sprint left series for the line and running back to identify who they're blocking. Nine fifty-one fade. The nine route is a streak. Five is an out. One is a flat route. The fade is for the backside receiver. You're going to put that all together in Madden and then have it trans- transform on the field, and transpire on the field. <laughs> oh God! Yes, sure, sure, sure you are. Oh my God! This is the stupid shit I have to say. Then I have to read some jerk here. Reports indicate that someone from the Seattle staff connected the speaker in the Broncos' post game locker room and started playing. Um code line crazy by future future a rapper literally this is what the guy wrote future a rapper once had intercourse with russell wilson's wife sierra the disrespect for the former quarterback continues i let him know something so sierra gave birth to their son future in 2014. okay despite the pair being engaged in 2013 months after they began dating the wedding was called off The pair then split because it was reported that Future cheated on Ciara with his wardrobe consultant, Tyra, Tyrona Lee, whatever her freaking ass name is. What does that have to do with Russell Wilson? You talk about disrespect from the Seattle fans. How about from this tweet? Who cares? Okay, here's another one. Update, Joe Flacco is likely going to remain the Jets' starting quarterback until Zach Wilson returns. And I said, can their offensive coordinator actually come up with an offense that fits Joe Flacco? And here somebody says, you need mobility in today's NFL, especially this system. He has cement defeat, and our line is a work in progress. Bad formula our line is a work in progress it's been in progress for the last four years the offensive line enough with the excuses the offensive lines a work in progress no no they keep moving people from left to right and not having stability on the line number one number two i don't care if joe flacco has cement feet you need to then use whatever his strengths are which is his throwing arm okay what is his strengths i'm going to tell you flat out i'm going to try to find a scouting report on joe flacco because it's ridiculous okay first of all joe flacco won a super bowl do people remember this do people remember this okay so flacco has exceptional arm strength and he has excellent 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 accuracy for a quarterback that may be labeled as raw i'm not gonna name him raw because we have cement feet all right he has a pro type nfl arm solid mechanics and can make all nfl throws with ease he needs to remember that because the problem on sunday wasn't his cement feet his problem on sunday was he double pumped every time before he threw the ball almost every time before he threw the ball he double pumped he didn't trust himself and his stuff he has accuracy he has arm strength he can get the ball down the field the coordinator needs to know this the coordinator needs to work with him on this the wide rec- and he also has to use their wide receivers and their players more efficiently and the jets would win if they did that they did not So there you go. They lost. Okay. Just about finished. Okay. Yep. So that was it. That was the last of my tweets. So, anywho, we will see what happens on Friday. Oh, and then, oh, yes, by the way. Okay. That's right. And then I I commented on the tweet about TJ Watt. That's why I want to type, right? Because I'm like, what rehab is he going to do that doesn't require a surgery? Because I was just curious to know if there's actual exercises and stuff that players were actually going to do to avoid surgery with a peck injury. So I'm thinking to myself, he's got a peck injury. How the hell is he going to he- rehab that shit without having surgery? I know there's shots and needles. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid that. I was trying to see what there was. And then some some stupid fucking asshole has to direct message me. How unintelligent do you have to be? Really? So I call that person out on that on that um thread by the way. If I go to it, I probably find it. But don't direct message me. Don't be a coward and direct message me. Stupid shit. That is stupid shit. That If you don't have the guts to tweet that out, Don't direct message it to me, you direct me that stupid shit, that stupid shit will go on my timeline, I will take a screenshot of it I won't respond to you and I'll put it on my timeline. The only time that direct messages should never, ever be screenshot and posted is when you're having a private conversation with someone. You know, you just and sometimes you know, on Twitter, you want to have a private conversation because every time you tweet something, somebody else gets involved in the conversation as it should, because you're tweeting it on a public forum. And the whole point of Twitter so other people get part of your conversation and you have like a whole entire thread of people having conversations that's the point of twitter so sometimes i take mess i take conversations off twitter the timeline and i have private messages with people like some people i'm working with that are on twitter so i'm going to set up um my guest slots for my hockey shows through messaging i'm not going to put on the public timeline um sometimes I have conversations p- private conversations with people like who are my friends and stuff. I'm going to have those in messaging and I'm never going to screenshot those. Like you know guys like sometimes some guys ask me out on Twitter on a messaging. You think I'm going to take that and put that on t- No. That's private. I'm not going to let people know who asked me out and who asked this question and who- Now, if the question like was my last show which was so freaking stupid on Facebook, do you have a boyfriend? because I, I don't know where the hell that guy, first of all, hides as, has his name on Facebook as Madison Square Garden, number one. Number two, that's the most dumbest shit I think I've ever seen. Three, if it's a pickup line, it's really stupid. <laughs> or you're just being an idiot. um That stuff goes out there. like Like I said, if it's stupid, idiotic stuff, it gets screenshot. If it's private, it's never going to be seen by anybody. that's how it should be that's how it should be remember that that's how it should be don't be a coward on twitter if you got something to say to somebody put it out there if you're too cowardly to say it then you shouldn't say it at all and you shouldn't put it in a direct message period So I will see you all on Friday for my hockey show, the recordings of the fangirl, hashtag sarcasm, the New York Rangers edition. Friday, we will talk New York Rangers. Mostly the whole entire show will be New York Rangers. I will throw in some other NHL stuff on Friday. See you all on then. Have a great week. Rest of the week.